gets better. Say that it gets better. O-P-S, I'm O-P-S, I'm gay. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that only enjoys pussy when it's followed by cat dolls. Oh God, I don't even like it then. <laughs> you almost <laughs> shut up. That one chick can bend her legs so high, it's very impressive. Oh, okay. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Guts. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today we're going to talk about Johnny Versace. Johnny Versace. And how he got himself dead. Versace. I'd like I- to say his name like Mufasa. Um, I saw Britney Spears in concert on my birthday once and the Pussycat Dolls opened for her. Really? Yeah. Oh, best concert ever. This sounds like something that I would have needed to have major drugs to get through. (laughs) Britney did too. Yeah. (laughs) She gets it. (laughs) Did she bring her snake that time? No, no snake. Snake was at home. Uh, yeah, okay, so we're going to talk... We're going to talk about Versace, but Versace. First, I do have a couple of things to share with you. Okay. The first is another article that I found. Okay. Now, I just... I think I'm going to try to do this as often as I can. Okay. Is it about butts again? No. Or Jesus? The uh, the headline of this article, uh, male sex robots with unstoppable bionic penises are coming this year. Spell coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> C-O-M-I-N-G. Oh, man. But I want, you to, I want you to see what these unstoppable bionic sex robots look like. I'm into that sex robot. <laughs> right? Look at that body. Yeah. A hey, hot, hottie with the body. Is His name is probably like Brad or like yeah. Timothy. I mean, I think I think you can decide what his name is when you buy him. Oh, I can name him? Yeah, why Like not? a pet? Like a sex pet? Yeah. Why not? Huh. Why not? Uh, the maker is Real Doll. They make plastic sex bots for men, uh, <laughs> and they're making this one for women too. And he's quite a hunk. Yeah, he uh, looks like he goes to the gym. Yep, puts on Axe body spray. The um, the Matt McMullen of Real Doll said that the company is currently tweaking the sex bot's voice and personality, and says that users will be able to choose any penis size that suits them. <laughs> Bigger, <laughs> the bigger one. Nope, bigger. Um, here's 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 another shot. Oh, yeah, right. It's uh, it's uncanny valley a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like as as I'm joking about how like Hottie is like it's kind of creepy too. Yeah, I want to go to there though. I think I'm gonna buy one. <laughs> how much are they? I don't know. This oh. is a good question. Hmm. And will they make them gay? Because like so far the article says that they're just for women, which. You don't get the, to decide that. The robot doesn't care. Yeah, and like, you are they going to like, what, not sell it to men? Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Or he's gonna, like, you're going to like pull his pants off and the doll's going to be like, no homo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does not compute in my ass. It says that the bionic penises are unstoppable. What? That's unfortunate. Like... <laughs> You're like, no, please, no. And it's like, I'm sorry, this can't stop. Like, it's there is no off button. There is no off button. Oh, that's, yeah. Okay. Why do they need personalities? I don't think anything I hook up with needs to have a personality for me to enjoy it. I mean, because it's, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Well, ask the sex bot. What if, what if your sex bot ends up being racist? Oh, that'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> right? Or maybe it's for me because then he can be like super douchey and that'll get me going. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He looks. I mean, they already look pretty douchey. Kind of broy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I support the personality now. <laughs> I retract. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to talk about. I, I don't know if it's true, unfortunately. So I should probably put that caveat or disclaimer on it. Okay. Do you know who Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are? No. They are. Um, they did the Cornetto trilogy of movies. There. Um, so Simon Pegg plays. Uh, Scotty in the new Star Trek movies, but before he was Scotty in the Star Trek movies, he was already a famous filmmaker in a, his own right. Um, and he did uh, lots of things. Good, good. <laughs> IMDb just says lots of things. Yeah. Anyway, so he and Nick Frost that do all of these movies together apparently have been like best friends for a really long time. And they're straight, but... Um, I'll read this story. Back when they were young and poor, they had to share a single person bed for six months. As Peg put it, they started out sleeping head to feet, but after kicking each other in the face one too many times, they started sleeping head to head. 
It wasn't long after that that they gave up on being macho and no-touchy dudes and just snuggled up during bedtime. Mm -hmm. In the morning, they could, quote, couldn't tell where one began and the other ended. Ooh. Uh, and that's why they're so cuddly today. They're so physically close that it worried Frost's fiance at the time, and she asked them to never share a bed again after she got married to Frost. The night before the wedding, Frost wasn't allowed to see her anyway, so Peg dropped by his house so they could share a bed one last time. <laughs> Frost has since gotten a divorce, though. Oh. Uh, Peg's wife has no objections to any of this. It's If it's important to her hubby, who is she to judge? This is my favorite part, and this okay. is why I wanted to read it. Peg recommends that all male friends try sharing a bed. If it turns out you want to fuck each other, great. You're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> if you don't want to fuck each other, well, then nothing's going to happen anyway. Huh. Do you think other straight guys cuddle like that? Just We've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast, right? That apparently straight guys cuddle. Oh, I don't remember that part. Oh. Well, what we I, talked about. I, I will remember for both of us. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Apparently it's a thing. I wonder if you get awkward boners when you're cuddling with your like male bros and you're like, nah, bro, don't worry about it. I just, it just happens. I mean, doesn't everybody get a boner every time they sleep? Isn't that a thing? Like they might not be conscious boners, but they're definitely there. Unconscious boners is like an uncomfortable <laughs> thought. Like I get what it means, but it just sounds so wrong. Yeah. It sounds like a, like a, like a mystery novel or something. <laughs> like a mystery romance <laughs> yeah. erotica. <laughs> Um, that's it. Do you want to talk about Versace? Let's talk about Versace. So you said that you wanted to, uh, do this because, um, the Ryan Murphy, uh, American crime story, uh, the assassination of Johnny Versace is coming out next week. Yeah. And, um, part of going home for Christmas means I watched TV for mm. like actual TV for the first time in a yeah. long time. So I saw ads for it. And then like the first thing I thought is like, Oh, I didn't know Versace was dead or that he got <laughs> murdered. Like, I just didn't know any, this is like one of those big gaps in my like gay knowledge. I, I, by the way, I'm starting a thing okay. where we don't say like, let's take back your gay card or I'm a bad gay because of something. So I like originally was thinking I'm a what, bad what gay because you it, are. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike. No. Just no, I, stop. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> stop. Drop and roll. Um. I. I just. It's just like not a helpful phrase. You can be whatever kind of gay you want to be. So I just was not aware of this information. It has nothing to do with me being gay. I just didn't realize this. So Versace is a dude. He's a male dude. Who's now dead. Johnny Versace. And is, now his sister. His sister is a female, I think. Donatella. Donatella. So, yeah, yeah. So there's this show coming out. So I actually wanted to, I mean, I'm curious about what the show is going to be like, but I wanted to talk about the murder. Okay. And it's just so fucked up and I had no idea and it's crazy and I'm like really into it now. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to tell you about his murder, but, uh, I got most of this from murderpedia, uh, website. <laughs> That's a place. Yeah. And it just has all the information about any kind of killer you want. Of course it's it does. Incredible. There's, there's probably a porn version to this because it's the internet. <laughs> Murderpedia.xxx. Um, and I got some of this from a podcast called South Beach Detective Stories, where this guy, David McHugh, was actually a policeman during this time and tells you his own experience. And they don't eat carbs. Crazy. And no carbs allowed. It's the South Beach. It's, it's, yeah. Because mm -hmm. of the diet. Because of the diet. Uh, okay. So in April... 1997. Oh, where were you then? What were you up to then? Let's see. 97, I was 11. So I was in just starting junior high, I think. Hmm. Wait, is that math right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, I was just starting junior <laughs> high. What were you doing? Uh, I had just gotten back from spring break my freshman year of college. Do you remember this story, by the way? Like, do you remember hearing about this? Um, I had to not care about gay things. Oh, right. I get that. So it rings a bell, but in a it, like a, a rainbow colored bell that I would run away from. <laughs> <laughs> I can get that. So uh, April 1997 in Minneapolis, David Madsen's Minneapolis, Minneapolis. Uh, that is a city. There are no gay people in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> well, not after this. Um, David Madsen's coworkers start to get worried about him. So they go to his house. David Madsen. To check on him. This is a name I don't know. Okay. Good thing I'm telling you about it then. Okay. That's no, a relief. I'm sorry. 
am I supposed to know who this person is, or is no. that like your this is part of your dramatic telling of this? Hey, Mike. Okay, shut up now. Got it. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to tell the story? Or do you want to keep guessing wildly? <laughs> Why don't you just guess the entire story right now? That'll be a fun game. <laughs> okay, so this David Madsen person um, was holed up in a uh, apartment with nothing but uh, uh, Krispy Kreme donuts and his dick. Uh, <laughs> And uh, talk about cream filling. Okay, I'm going to stop you. No, okay. we're going to tell you the real story. All right, good. <laughs> Have you ever fucked a donut? No. Okay. Why oh, would you do that? I don't know. It Have has you a fucked whole... a donut? No, but I just thought about it, and I wonder if it'd be like delicious or horrible. Okay, well, my dick wouldn't fit in a donut hole. No, I know neither. Well, then... you got to work it, work it up. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> this is not what this episode is about. Okay. <laughs> So, hey, if you've decided that you want to fuck a donut, <laughs> give, us, give us the details. Yep, tell us how it went. Uh, and tell us what flavor the donut was mm. and if you ate it afterwards or not. Okay, David Masson's co-workers go to check on him in his apartment. They find, like a, the, they find bloody walls. They find a body rolled up in the closet, rolled up in a rug. And he had, uh, uh, the body had been bludgeoned to death with over 20 blows from a hammer. And his face was beaten so badly they couldn't recognize him. Turn, but, it was, but it was him, yeah. Turns out it was Jeff Trail. Oh, not him. Not him. Okay. So they figure out that Trail's forty caliber handgun had been stolen from off his body. They were on the trail. They were. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> also, Madsen's Jeep Cherokee was missing. Okay. Madsen. That's the less gay of the Jeeps. Fair. That's fair. Um, Madsen. His body was found by fishermen in a lake near Rush City, Minnesota. Okay. Um, he had been shot in the eye, in the head, Ooh. and the back with a forty caliber handgun. I got shot in the eye once. It was not fun. <laughs> oh, I loved it. <laughs> Wait, that makes it sound like... Okay, that was weird. Um, <laughs> so, on May 4th, in Chicago, a man in his early 70s, Lee Migland... Uh, his body was found in a garage under a car. Hmm. His feet were bound. His mouth was tied up like with duct tape around the head. Um, okay. He had been apparently like tortured, stabbed, beaten, and he was killed with a, uh, his throat was cut with a garden saw. Oh. Yeah. The stolen Jeep Cherokee yeah. was found near the house and... Uh, some of Miglin's items were stolen, including his Lexus. Okay. And some of his rare coins. Okay. So that... This, oh, so this, like, these murders all sound real different. Like, they're clearly tied together because you're painting me a picture here. Mm -hmm. and there's, like... I just wanted to tell you about a few random murders before we really get into it. But they seem yeah. really different from each other. Yeah, right. exactly. And that's one of... Uh, that's very astute point. Thank you, Michael. Okay, yeah. So uh, the FBI starts. When I was a serial killer, <laughs> I did them all exactly the same. Yeah, that's what most serial killers do. <laughs> you gave that up though when you became a podcaster. Podcaster. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got you. That's life... why people. You have a moral obligation to listen to the show to keep the show going because if <laughs> we go off the air because of a lack of of listenership, yeah. I have to go back to killing hookers. You just. Oh, it was hookers. Oh yeah. I, it's, uh, Male obvious. hookers. Yeah, muckers. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, am I ruining your story yet? N oh, in the best way though. Okay, <laughs> like you're, you're ruining it really well. Okay, no. So this at this point they connect all the murders to Andrew Cunanan. 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 I thought that was like a spice. Uh huh. I keep seeing his name and thinking like yeah, oh, you know, but a little Cunanan. Yeah. Um. So the FBI gets involved. They join the investigation in May. Uh. Started. Asking, talking to all of his friends and people he knew and everything, which I guess is what police people do. Um, but they didn't investigate in time to prevent the next murder on May 9th, where in Pen Pens Pennsville, New Jersey, uh, William Reese, 45-year-old, was uh, he worked at a Civil War museum and he was the caretaker there. That's sad. Anyway, he got murdered. Um, he was shot in the head by a 40 caliber shotgun. Okay. Um, and... The Lexus was found on the scene, and his Chevy truck was missing. Wow, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Take a car, leave a car. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's basically like Zipcar, except for murders. <laughs> so, 
uh, what like a big part that I wanted to tell you about is I I did a lot of work. I actually read the FBI's files really that were posted online. Wow. Because of freedom of information, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wanted to tell you things. Uh, so most, you know, murder podcasts or whatever or, or articles will tell you a lot about Andrew Kinnanen and he was really intelligent. He's pretty good looking. He was a constant liar, always making up stories. He like pretended to be connected to Lisa Kudrow. Like he just yeah. made up shit, wanted attention, was a, a male sex worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... Gay, uh, right? Gay. Gay. Yeah, he's gay. Um, he, to kind of fund this lavish lifestyle, he would uh, find like sugar daddies um, to to give him the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's more interesting to read about what people that knew him said about him. Okay. And they like, I think to like keep people safe or I don't know something, they would like block out who the people are. So this is my best interpretation of it. Um, so his, what I think is his mother, I don't know for sure. Um, but she said that it was, you know, some female that was close to him. She realized he was gay when he was 17 because he had feminine, feminine mannerisms and voice patterns. Yeah. She called him a high class male prostitute. (laughs) And (laughs) are you sure it's his mom? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and I don't, this wasn't in here, but side note when, um, his, whether or not that was his mother, his real mother said that, uh, or when she found out he was gay, they argued and he threw her against the wall so hard that he dislocated her shoulder. Wow. Yeah. That's D- some gay rage right there. Didn't go well. Yeah. This, this uh, Andrew Cunanan's nickname could be gay rage. Yeah. Cause of all that grisly shit that I just told you about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Never mind all the murders. Yeah. Mom. He, he injured his mom. He slightly injured his mom when he came out. A friend, that he had who apparently lived with him at one point, they traveled together, said uh, she knew he was gay, but they never talked about it. Okay, no, that happens. That happens, yeah. Uh, an- another close friend seemed like, who seemed to live with him uh, at some point, said also that they, he knew he was gay, but they never talked about it. And he didn't have any outwardly gay mannerisms. And there were all these news stories so around this time that the FBI is interviewing people there are all these news stories reporting that he was HIV positive, but this person in particular didn't believe them because Cunanan quote loved using condoms. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> who? <laughs> I mean, use condoms. That's great. But whoever said, I prefer them. Yeah. It's just like a hug for my dick. Like I don't, I've never heard that before. A friend or maybe acquaintance. I wasn't sure said he was very gay and open about his sexuality. And then he said, like, yeah, if you're looking for him, he's probably hiding in some gay neighborhood. So people that knew him, the descriptions ranged from soups not gay to way gay. Exactly. And some people said he they never talked about it. Some people said he was very open about it. Um, a friend that Cunanan was the best man at this guy's wedding yeah. said he was bisexual. I bet they banged. Maybe. Maybe they cuddled. Maybe they just cuddled, Mike. Okay. <laughs> You don't know. It's true. I don't know. Maybe they got unconscious boners. We don't know. Yep. <laughs> that wasn't in the police report. Unconscious uh, boners. The Andrew <laughs> Cunanan story. <laughs> God. Uh, so they said uh, he was bisexual and had a relationship with a woman. Oh. Every, literally everything else I read said gay specifically. Um, and multiple people said that Andrew Cunanan was, had specifically said, I'd go on a five state killing spree if something, something, something like if that happened to me or if someone did this to me. So he like said that that was a phrase he used because multiple people said, said it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's like, I mean, I say that all the time. Yeah. And, but it's true. But so you did. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, leaving a wake of male hookers in your yeah. week. Um, in, in my trunk. um yeah so i i think like that part was especially interesting to me because yeah exactly you're saying like there's this huge range of descriptions about him and i i don't know if it's weird identifying with a murderer like like a fucked up person like this but like Mm. there's part of him that i get i have all these different uh, he was clearly like a, a huge liar and a narcissist and all this, like all this other stuff. But I get at least the, some people think he's super gay. Other people don't. What? 
It's <laughs> a huge liar and a narcissist, so you get him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not a narcissist. Prove it. I'm just beautiful. <laughs> it's just a fact. I'm also a liar. Um, but yeah, like I, it just kind of speaks to me to like this gay experience yeah. that uh, like that we talk about a lot. Even this fucked up, crazy, psychopathic. I don't maybe I don't know if that's true, but like guy had those same experiences that we all have as gay people. Yeah. And it, um, you know, back to the murders and you say they were so different. It kind of, this is starting to get into like my own theories about him. Like it actually makes sense that as a gay person, you can adapt to the situation, be what you need to be. He used items he found, he stole a gun and started using that. Like he's, yeah. I, I don't know. There's something that's pretty gay about that. Yeah, no, no, totally. I And I, I think I, I have this theory that anybody who lived in the closet for any duration is a really good actor. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You had to be. You had like you inadvertently learned how to be a good actor. Really good at reading people. Really good at at presenting however you want. Like there's a crazy picture on the like FBI wanted poster, I think is on Wikipedia. And it just showed how he could change how he looked just based on like doing his hair differently and wearing different clothes. And they mm. put all these variety of pictures to be like, he, you know, he's, so he's really good at changing his appearance. And uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, I do that sometimes like, you know, when I'm going out, I may wear something that's like sparkly and gay, but like something that I would never wear, you know, going to work. Yeah. What do you wear to random hookups? Nothing. <laughs> just walk down the street. <laughs> just <and> naked. <laughs> Sometimes I'll wear my uh, jockstrap. Mm -hmm. So he was moving across the country um, with these murders. Like you mentioned, he had no consistent MO. LGBT groups were freaking the fuck out. Uh, I think a New York uh, LGBT group offered a reward if someone would like found him. What were they freaking out about? Well, because they, they knew that he was killing uh, the first two victims were definitely gay. Mm -hmm. uh, Andrew Cannon dated uh, one of them and knew the other. Um, they don't totally know if there's a connection on the other two, but you know, there was clearly some, like he was involved in the gay community wherever he was. And you know, these two gay people get murdered. So this starts to get to where the detective, like I'll weave in parts from the detective telling his story, but they believe he's in uh, South Florida. So a federal agent started working with Miami beach, the Miami beach police department. Hmm. Uh, which Miami Beach apparently is so gay that right across from the uh, police department is a gay bar called Club Twist. Okay. Club Twist. Like, I don't, that's a horrible name. That's a horrible name. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the federal agent thinks that Cunanan is associated with a, that's, this shouldn't be funny, a secret gay organization in Fort Lauderdale that matches. Wait, Kyle. What? You can't tell everybody about this. No, it's a secret gay. Oh God, they're gonna find, they're <laughs> gonna get me. They match gigolos with older men. Yeah, I'm gonna get a gigolo at my door, killing me because I'm telling everyone. Hey, if he's hot enough, it might be worth it. Yeah, that's true. He can jiggle my lolo. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Okay, um, and so this federal agent talks to a lesbian cop to be like, "Hey, do you know about this organization?" Of course, they have to put the lesbian cop on this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just like he needed to be introduced to someone in the LGBT scene. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. That, that is good to have the lesbian on it because she's not going to be like she's not going to be sucked into Club Twist. Yeah, yeah. Just you keep, know, just just keep, keep all the dicks away from me. Just. <laughs> I want to be done with this case as soon as I can, yeah. so I can go home and lick a puss. So. The lesbian policewoman asked for flyers to give out to gay organizations in the area, but the federal agent said no. He didn't want to, you know, possibly alert Cunanan uh, that they were onto him or knew he was in the area. Also, a Miami Beach sergeant asked for flyers to hand out to uh, his department. Federal agent said okay, but never ended up giving him flyers. <laughs> this is okay. This is my tactic at work. Yeah, sure, I'll do oh, that. Yeah, sure, I'll get right on that. And then never do it. You have to wait for people to email you for a request twice. That's what someone once taught me. Because then if they ask you it the first time and never ask again, they didn't really need it. There's something very truly evil about what you just said. Why? I don't know. I, I think it's smart. Again, 
I am basically Andrew Kinnanen. <laughs> okay. All right. So on June 12th, uh, the FBI added Kunanen to the 10 most wanted lists. He appeared on America's Most Wanted several times in, oh God, again, this shouldn't be funny, but in the wanted poster that I mentioned earlier, some of the things they said is he was involved in the homosexual community and relationships. Yeah. Anytime people use the word homosexual, it's just like, I mean, this was 97 where I guess they were still doing that. They said he pref uh, still on the poster prefers young, handsome blonde men to obtain money and or favors. Is that even true? I don't know because of the sugar daddies. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. And this is how like how versatile he was because, <laughs> oh, side note that I was just reminded of. He was also apparently into BDSM. Okay. And wait, what does that stand for? Uh, Biomassalcidalism. Good job. <laughs> what is it? What does, hmm? it, what does it stand for? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were. BDSM? Yeah. Bondage? Dominant? Sadomasochism is the S&M. Just like Rihanna's saying about. Yeah, I forget. Something about you like pain. Now we have to do a BDSM episode. That's true. So we can learn what that means. <laughs> it's going to be a short episode where we go to Wikipedia. Also on the wanted poster, it said he had a loud, obnoxious laugh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like I can, I just picture this person like, you know, tells fake stories, cozies up to everyone and just has the most annoying, obnoxious laugh. Yeah. I, yeah. Ugh. So in the first couple of weeks, the FBI or first couple of weeks of July, the FBI said they distributed 2000 most wanted flyers to South Florida, but the uh, residents of the gay neighborhood of Miami Beach said they never saw any of those. Okay. And. Wait, so are you painting a picture of incompetence on the part of the FBI? Or are you saying that there's something nefarious afoot? Something nefarious afoot. I want it to be that just because that sounds so interesting. <laughs> okay. Good. Um, no, this is what the detective talked about is. Uh, from as a cop, his perspective was he gets why some of the information was held back, but the cop believes Johnny Versace didn't have to get murdered. Like it was preventable. If I see some of these things. Uh, and I don't know how the gay aspect plays into it. It sounded like the, the federal agent that he described, you know, wanted to, you know, meet with that lesbian policewoman to find out about the LGBT community. So it didn't seem like he was like, What's the word? Homophobic. Yeah. I was going to say like fag deficient. That's not what I. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, the cop understood where he was coming from, not wanting to tip off the um, not wanting to tip off Cunanan. But he seems like he thought that he should have uh, warned more people. I hope nobody ever comes to me and asks me questions about a string of lesbian murders, expecting <laughs> that I will know anything about that world That's at all. That's true. Like, we're all in the same, like, LGBT, but yeah, someone's like, where did the lesbians go? And you're like, I don't know, home? Like, yeah. <laughs> the softball field? I don't like, not sure. <laughs> yeah, we just resort to lesbian go to stereotypes. The, the Subaru dealership? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> No idea. The haircut salon? Yeah. To, I don't, like, just chop off all their hair? I think they do each other's hair. Oh, that would be so cute. Yeah. Okay. This is where, this is the, the, the part of the incompetence. In early July, a rare coin was pawned. Ooh. 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 <laughs> you talked about the coins before. Oh, my God. And Florida State law requires you to get the pawner's name uh, where their like their address and their fingerprint, I think. Hmm. Uh, so all this information, they reported the information as required by law. Lands on the desk of a there was apparently a pawn detective. I don't know. Great. So it lands. This information lands on the desk of a pawn shop detective in Miami Beach. It's Andrew Cunanan, who used his real name. Yeah. And the hotel he was staying at. Yeah. Which was true. Guy never saw it or connected it. Well, okay. I mean, I so how did we get anything fucking done before the internet? You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, they did talk about there was a big backlog. Yeah. But that seemed, but I don't know. It just seems like 
like somebody had to fax somebody and then somebody had to go <laughs> exactly. through a stack of papers because like none of this shit was online <laughs> yeah like it's it's amazing that anything ever got done ever yeah i don't yeah i don't understand and how do we not have like two hour work days now that we're so much more efficient like how did we just keep doing the same amount of shit yeah um wages have stagnated as efficiency has improved huh there's this really great chart that shows basically that reagan fucked everybody Damn it, Reagan. Yeah, go ahead. This is our new economics podcast. <laughs> Fuck Reagan. Um, okay, what's crazy, though, is he's like Andrew Cannon's on the FBI most wanted list. He's been on TV. There's clearly detectives looking for him. And this mm. guy, this pawn shop detective didn't know about him like that. It seems like if you're a police person, not to a cop it seems like you would just like have general knowledge of the most wanted list is that i don't i don't, I don't know. know i mean the fbi has their most wanted list but is that do like does, is that like the official most wanted like list does the seattle police department give a fuck who the feds are looking for i don't know it just seems like yeah i don't know it it does i mean especially because i'm basing this on what that cop said in this podcast like it does seem like that's kind of weird that you don't know who this like you know spree killer is that's gruesomely killed four people and might be in your area you know i'm working on a joke about reagan okay from a little bit ago okay i'm not quite sure how it all works together but it's something about if somebody lands their money shot on your (laughs) ass and it goes down your crack is that trickle down economics (laughs) i think you got your joke right there okay (laughs) I don't think you need to do any more. Okay, great. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Whoa. All right. That was very de- that was very definitive. I was yeah. <laughs> getting back. Okay. Yeah, cracking that whip. Cracking that cum shot. Wait. Money shot. Money shot. Uh, uh, okay. So, on July 15th, can you tell my, by my serious voice? That something big is about to happen. The call was coming from inside the colon. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, On July 15th, uh, Versace walks back from picking up an Italian newspaper at a nearby cafe. Oh, that was his first mistake. (laughs) Moving, getting out of bed and moving. Every time I do that, I'm like, oh, fuck, I made the wrong decision. Reading. Reading. (laughs) Cunanan comes up to him, shoots him twice. Once in the face and once in the head. Uh, he was taken to the hospital, but died there. Uh, he was 50. There, Wait, on, where was this? It was at? In South Beach, in, which is that, that gay neighborhood that uh, Versace lived in of Miami. Wait, South something. It was in South something in Miami Beach. Okay. <laughs> is that close enough? No, what's the name of this? No, I just mean was like you, you said that he went and got an Italian newspaper and then came home and so was he just on the sidewalk? He was like, he was at his gate coming back in uh from yeah, from walking. Okay. And Cunanan went up behind him, shot him in the head. Um and there are tu- tourists all over the place. Uh it's like a nice day out, so there are a lot of people out and around. And the like one of the creepiest parts about this uh detective's podcast is he's he said that Cunanan then just walked away casually yeah and then started running yeah. down a like a a, a a place between buildings alley alley down <laughs> an alley for how much i joke about butts being nicknamed alleyways i should know that word as many alleys as you duck down <laughs> you should probably know, know what that, that is so uh police uh, get on the scene. They see someone running. They chase after him. They catch him. It's not him. Okay. Turns out some dude that uh, had narcotics on him saw police and just started running. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so they assumed it was him and that like bought Cunan in some time, actually. Awesome. All of this just seems like a series of unfortunate mistakes that like even after Johnny Versace was murdered, there's still just all this like this shit show that's going on. Keystone cups. Key- What's that? Is that because they drink Keystone beer? Yep. Wait, really? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're serious. No. Keystone cops. I never heard that. Uh, fictional incompetent policemen featured in silent films in the early 20th century. Well, it's not the cops fault. It's like some dude fucking taken off and then like that he wouldn't have been caught if 
he didn't just start running. Yeah. Anyone who sees a police uh, cop and starts running, like that's not that's not a smart move. I don't think they're probably black and they don't want to die. Oh, that's very fair. <laughs> God, that must suck. Like having to worry about the people that are supposed to protect you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a very insightful comment. So did Versace know Kunanen? No. Well, okay. I've or heard. Kunanen? 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 Mr. Cuman. Did he? Um... <laughs> Sir Andrew. Yeah, Sir Andrew. Did he? Uh, did he? Did he know who he was shooting? I heard. Yeah, he knew it was Versace. Like he he knew it was Johnny Versace. Apparently, I heard something that said they met at a club once, hmm. and uh, Versace mistook him for someone else and was like, "Hey, I met you at this place, right?" And Cunanan said, "Oh yeah, you did," and that was it. Oh, so good story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you asked. <laughs> I, so like uh, his motives behind this are definitely like a big question mm-hmm. and that's going to be interesting when ryan murphy does a thing about this story because like no one knows what the motives were so yeah. like that's not usually doesn't make for a good screenplay when you're like oh someone just doing a thing and they don't have motives so i did read mm-hmm. that they are going to portray johnny versace as begging for his life before getting shot and that the reason for that is they looked at the injuries they looked at the police reports and Mm -hmm. i mean clearly they don't know that he begged for his life but something about the evidence suggested that that was a plausible thing that he did Hmm. but who who fucking knows yeah well i mean there were people all over someone does you would think so on july 23rd a caretaker was checking in on a houseboat Isn't that like the richest statement I've ever said? Yeah. Caretakers checking on a fucking houseboat. Okay. Not too far from the Versace mansion, the caretaker heard a gunshot from the second floor, got the fuck out, which is what I would do, called the police. Uh, Police discovered Cunanan killed himself with a forty caliber handgun. Ooh. He didn't have much on him, which is surprising, but I did notice one of the notable items he had on him was hydrocortisone cream. Oh, do you know, have you ever used that before? Because it's itchy. It's also used for your butt. What? When I had an anal fissure. Yeah. Yeah. I use the hydrocortisone cream as one of the possible ways to prevent it. It's like for anal fissures or hemorrhoids or like it's used for like having butt problems. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It didn't say what it was for. Yeah. But you but, butt stuff. Yeah, and like BDSM, <laughs> like you you probably got some tears inside you, huh? I would think. I if don't... you're getting BDSM'd. <laughs> Is that a verb? Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out on our BDSM episode. <laughs> Join us next time. Join us next time. Yeah, so uh, who know, okay, yeah, who knows what his motives are? Some people said there were at the time rumors that he was HIV positive. Yeah. And I think that's the um that's the gay uh homophobia that's the fag deficiency that everyone has like just assuming that oh like i don't know that's like a dumb oh why'd he go on a murderous rampage because he got aids like yeah that must have been what everyone said about gay killers like from the 80s to the 90s i think that's true they actually okay i'm curious what you think about this when i was reading the police reports i'm gonna keep reminding you of that because i can't believe i like fucking read police reports i didn't know you could read until right now (laughs) read aloud to me by my last hookup i was like this is gonna be weird (laughs) you you just gave me a trickle down economics but can you read this gruesome murder detail to me um so in each of the you don't have to pull out while you do it just like keep going just just read this to me Would be so uncomfortable if I'm like rock hard where someone's reading me a story about this murderous guy. Oh, that's my shit. No, I don't. That's not. Okay. In each of the people they talked to, they asked them, do you know, like, what do you know about his gay lifestyle or whatever? And that, so I read that. And at first I was like, why are they asking about that? Like, I guess because the murders were gay, but like, you don't, do they, if you're straight, do they ask you about your straight lifestyle oh, or right. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought that seemed so like a one-sided, like, Oh, we found out he's gay. Let's ask every single person about that. Let's ask all the gays, all the gays. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about that. Yeah, I'm torn. I think it makes sense, right? Like it, 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 we are a community. 
and straight people isn't a, like that's not a community right so oh man poor straight people just have to go through their lives being yeah. not oppressed and so all, not oppressed that they don't need to form a community all, all they have is church <laughs> that's true so another another theory uh he was selling drugs to make money uh maybe he was doing more drugs another is the lover scorned thing like he it's possible that passion yeah well i mean he clearly like it, it didn't seem like he planned out the first murder uh, but he did fly over to visit this guy who dated him and seemed like the guy that dated him like pulled away so i don't know yeah it's weird they I'll, it'll be interesting to see what ryan murphy thinks his motives are yeah 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 um, another podcast that I would suggest is, uh, that I really liked, we talked about the gay angle of it, but there's a podcast called Asian Oscar bait that talk about his, uh, story. The, the pot, the idea of the podcast is there aren't enough Asian uh, stories about Asian people. Yeah. And so they talk about Asian people in history and then pitch movies that Hollywood oh. <laughs> can make. That's great. I know it's amazing. So Andrew Kananen. Mm-hmm is was half filipino yep half filipino and half italian darren chris who plays him in the ryan murphy show that's coming out and also needs to sit on my face <laughs> is half filipino huh good casting yeah although i've never i didn't know that about darren chris yeah oh my god he's beautiful do we want to move on or just keep talking uh, about how beautiful darren chris is oh god he's beautiful all right he just is so gorgeous yeah and in that, like, everything he does is beautiful kind of way. Like, he could he, he could make ugly faces and it would still be beautiful. Anyway, he's playing a serial killer. <laughs> of course, Ryan Murphy and he go way back because of Glee. And it's interesting to me, I think, that he is playing such a dark character. It seems like he might actually have to act now. <laughs> like <laughs> You can't just sing and be adorable. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm excited to see the show now. I w thought I wasn't going to be. I was going to, like, skip it. Fuck that. Don't yeah. want to. But now I'm kind of excited. Yeah, after reading, like, after learning how fucked up Andrew Kananen is, I'm actually excited for this uh show and what i'm most excited about is you know what they did i never watched it but what they did with uh the people versus oj yeah is talked about important cultural things are going on right now through yeah. the lens of this story and i'm really curious what he's going to bring to you know clearly this is a major gay story that's really yeah. important to the storyline so i'm curious if he's going to try to do the same kind of thing and if so like what he's going to try to tell us yeah about. Some, some of the interviews have suggested that that this idea of oppressing gay people makes them crazy so let's not oppress them hmm. is part of the mix how do you feel about that i mean i i married a woman and lived a weird double secret life and it's like I wasn't even that oppressed. Just yeah. just even the minimal messages that I got growing up said that I should be in the closet and this is the person that I should be instead and it fucked me up. It like I it my personal growth and mental health has been perhaps irreparably harmed by this societal oppression of gay people and I I think that I absolutely believe that it is bad and has caused issues and can make bitches crazy <laughs> that was a very deep insightful thing you ended <laughs> with a funny joke which is what we do um yeah no i completely agree with you i think that being oppressed uh, same thing not even that oppressed but i i completely agree with you that my mental health is like i have a fucked up sense of who i am and i uh, depend on the validation of others rather than my own self. And it's affected my confidence and all that stuff. But where, what I don't like though, is saying it's going to fuck you up so much that you become a murderer. Like oh. there's like, to me, that's a little, like I, I want to separate myself from <laughs> people like Andrew Cunanan. Cause I, there's no level of oppression. I don't think that I could get to be until to like turn into some like spree killer, like Andrew Cunanan. Like mm -hmm. that's, I don't know. Like, I don't know what they would have to do to like push me that hard. Like this is just some insane deranged lunatic. And I agree that oppression like fucks us up, but I don't know that I want a murderer being the center of like the focal, focal, focal point of that. Huh? Okay. 
you should come with me the next time I kill a male hooker. And <laughs> just see for yourself how freeing it can be. Yeah? Yeah. And um, how powerful you feel. Yeah. And how all of that impotent rage just has a conduit. Okay. All right. This will be the... Can, should we record it for the podcast? Yep. It'll be a really special episode. It'll be the last one before prison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs> you seem to like think about that and yeah. and just decide, yes, yes, we should take a break. Yeah. Let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me running. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. What's the opposite of front? Back. Are we? We're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first. But first. Uh, we wanted to tell you two things. Yeah, dose. D- dose thing as. Do, do the things. Um, Rate, review, and subscribe. Rubscribe. Rubscribe. The three R's. Um, thank you to everyone who rated us recently. I think we were as high as 20 in the iTunes sexuality podcast charts. Yeah. And I really just want to nuzzle up to Dan Savage. He's usually like one or two. And if yeah. I can't in real life, at least our podcast could like snuggle. Yeah. Let's rate, review, rate, review, rate, review, subscribe. Because we want to put our gayish nose right up Dan Savage's ass. Oh, man. I would nose bless the shit out of him. <laughs> um, I've seen him on occasion in Seattle, and he's just as beautiful in person. Okay. Also... <laughs> Was that weird? No. <laughs> okay. Um, and if anyone knows Dan Savage. Yeah. Tell him we want to talk to him. Yeah. And we want to talk to his arms. Um, yeah. Also, our Facebook group is at over 200 people. Over 200 people in the Facebook group. Yeehaw. Which is awesome. Yeah. And y'all talk about stuff. And and yeah, it's like at this point where like there's lots of conversation going on. So it's really cool. It's fun to be a part of. So join it if you want to be awesome. Yeah. And if you don't. Fuck you. We hate you. Keep listening, please. <laughs> um, sure, you're gay and straight is? Yeah, let's do that thing. Okay. Oh, the Facebook group, if you want to go join it, oh. is <laughs> facebook.com, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast. Yeah. So the gayest thing about me this week uh, is that I joined a Facebook group called Muscle Guys Smiling. And uh, I just, they send all kinds of just exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> shirtless dudes smiling at the camera. And it's fantastic. Oh, that sounds lovely. Do you want to join? No, I, wait. So, oh, sorry. I had a very, no, but I appreciate the offer. You invited me to another group that I, like was in for a bit, like where it's like pictures out. of like hot guys around at airports. At airports. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. And then I was like, I feel creepy. And then I left it. Oh, it's creepy as fuck in the best way. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I got from Carly as a Christmas present, a uh, hot guys reading yeah. which is calendar, which is also exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. In a, yeah. It's just hot guys doing anything is pretty, pretty great. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week, everybody came over for a very, very late gift exchange between friends, and I went back and in less than 10 minutes wrapped like eight gifts, and the just just no sharp corners, no <laughs> bows, no, it just fucking like wrinkled ass, horrible wrap job. I It looked like the way I imagine straight guys wrap presents. <laughs> Speaking of horrible rap jobs, yeah, I put on a condom the other day. Yeah. Oh no, this was a lie. I, yeah. <laughs> it was clear when I said the word. Anyway, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh well, then you weren't looking very closely. <laughs> then again, I think you wrapped things in like paper bags. So that's true. Oh, that could have been my strategy. I didn't think about that. I literally put them in paper uh, grocery bags. Yep. Good um, job. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, that is not my straightest thing, though. Okay. Um, well, I'll start with my gayest thing is when I specifically explain to you exactly how to pluck your eyebrows oh, and the yeah. lines oh you God. use with your between your eyes and your nose to know where to pluck. Intricate details. I yeah, I, it's just use your iPhone as a as a measuring yeah, device. Yeah, you're supposed to use I think like a ruler or a pencil, but all I had was an iPhone. But yeah, um, there's like very it's from a YouTube video, so they're very specific. So it must be things. true. So it has to be true. And if your eyebrows don't fit this weird measuring scheme of Kyle's, he will judge you as having deficient eyebrows. 
Well, yeah, because a lot of people go too far up and like then their eyebrows look that's when they look fake and look too small. Like I really don't like like very well manicured eyebrows. I think it looks weird. Okay. I think just like let mostly let like clean out the middle patch, you know, do some cleanup too. Make sure there's two of them. Make sure you have two at least. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, but like, don't, I, well, this is a personal preference. Do what you, whatever you like best and, and be yourself. Anyway, <laughs> the, uh, the straightest thing about me, I'm, well, I guess it's fine that I, he's going to hear this. Um, the straightest thing about me is I didn't have any booze, so I got Matt, during the gift exchange, a bunch of beer. Mm -hmm. The reason those weren't in a case and they were just loosely placed in a bag, because I opened the case and drank two beers. Wow. I know. Wow. Desperate times call for desperate beers. You drank beer. I know. Willingly. It, like Of your own volition. Yeah, yeah. No one put a gun to my head. No one put a 40 caliber gun to my head. You know, I just 2018 is going to be different. Yeah, it's just, just <laughs> you can feel it. Yep. Hawaii's not going to blow up. <laughs> that like, was so scary. Uh, that's very scary. You know, it's just, yeah, 2018. It's the year of, of years. So that's it. This that's is it. <laughs> uh, special thank you, as always, to Charlie Finn for the use of our theme music. And uh, thank you to the Versace family. Yeah, for being... Kind of crazy and interesting enough to make a TV show about it and a Lady Gaga song about. And for serial killers everywhere. <laughs> There's some people say that Andrew Cannon was not a serial killer. He was a spree killer. What's the difference? One is uh, loves Lucky Charms. Yeah. And the other loves Hard Candies. Okay. Got it. <laughs> serial killer is like lifelong, more like lifelong killer. What? You have to really apply yourself to be a serial killer. <laughs> you, you, you have to you go to dedicate yourself. Serial skill killer school. You have to graduate. Most people don't make it because of all the homework involves killing everyone. And and spree killers are like uh, serial killers want to stay hidden and and like gay people. Oh. Um. And then spree killers are like something happens that breaks them and like they lose their job. They you know whatever. And then they just start going on a rampage and usually end up killing themselves. What a great note to end this episode <laughs> on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. If we don't get the murder. Yep, if serial killers don't serial killers. Or kill our serial. Bye. Bring. Oh, P.S. I'm gay. <laughs> that sounded like your mom. That's something she would do. Uh, it is. Uh, it, like, I barely control the mom in me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a mom inside of all of us. Gross. Um, <laughs> until she takes off her strap on. Yeah. Ooh. That's weird.